Oh, well. <laughs> I'm just sitting here cheesing. I, I just, you're just fucking oh my God. Well, I'm not. I'm keeping it as always. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to January 2024's episode of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the month's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. It's been a while. December 21st. That's what I was just looking up. I, listen, I can do that intro with my eyes shut. And, you know, obviously I say words. So of course, my eyes can be shut. But like that, that's nothing. I'm scrolling through like when did we last record? December 21st. So it's been wow. a hot minute. It's been 41 days since we've recorded. But we are here on the very last day of January, bringing you January's episode all in under two hours. Um, yeah, a lot has happened. Christmas, New Year's multiple surgeries lots of crazy stuff i saw sam in person for an hour the other day that was fun even though you were in a lot so, of pain so much pain, so much pain. So i felt bad i was like damn i don't even want to talk to him because i could see him just in pain but let he me, toughed it out let me paint the picture for you brother so december 29th i take my daughters to applebee's as a fun little daddy daughter date just the three of us come home they got a leftover a little food whatever and so they go to bed. I bite down on the leftover after they go to bed, and I hear or I feel this insane jaw pain just percolating through the entire right side of my mouth, stopping at the direct middle. Couldn't bear it. It felt like they were just shooting needles in directly into my jawbone. It hurt so bad. And I was like, uh oh. You know, uh, it's December 29th. The next day was a Saturday. The next day was a Sunday. The next day is New Year's Day Eve. The next year is New Year's Day the next day. So, like, I couldn't do anything about it for days. And so January 2nd rolls around. I can't bite down on my right side. Anytime I write, bite down on my right side, I get that shooting pain. I'm eating directly from my left. Oh. oh, by the way, I don't have a molar on my left side already. So that's already not my chewing side. <clears throat> so I'm just not in a great place. I go and I call a, a, a dentist. I, they get me right in. I'm super happy. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I get roughly 643 x-rays. Um, <laughs> and, they, and they make the determination that my wisdom tooth on my right side is pushing up against my nerve underneath my nice. jaw. So they were like, if we take your wisdom tooth out, that should alleviate the pressure off of your jaw, like your nerve. And that should take away the pain. Let's do it. Pop that sucker out. Let's go. I got all four of my wisdom teeth. I'm down to three. Let's rock. It was the most painful extraction I've ever gone through. They clipped my teeth a bunch of times. They were very unprofessional. They like... We're just yanking and yanking and yanking. I'm like, it was horrible. That's all they could do. It was horrible. I felt like I was going to pass out. I had to drive home afterwards because I didn't know I was going to get an extraction. A couple days go by and I'm like, all right, let me do the bite test. Let me bite down on a piece of bread on my right side and see if the pain is gone. Bite down on that bread. Oh my God. Same pain, brother. They didn't get it. They took the tooth for no they reason. took the wrong tooth. It's not like hair that'll grow back. It's a it's a tooth. It's gone. I'm an adult. I'm not five, so I, it's gone. So then I go to, I'm like, screw this. I'm not going back to that dentist. My friend works for a dentist, so I called her. Got They got me right in. That morning, I Uber over to the office because we only have one car. They take a look. They can't find what's wrong. I can't bite down on that plastic thing for x-rays because i don't oh. i'm i just had a tooth extraction and that pain is so bad so they can't find what's wrong because they can't get good imaging 
And they're like, okay, we believe the tooth next to that one. Oh my God. Is the problem. Go get it root canaled. Let's just start pulling them all. (laughs) Right. And so then they're like, all right, go to a, I forget, endologist and doctor. I forget what the people that do like root canals are. They send me up to one of those. I get right in there. I'm going up there and I get in there. They take imaging and they're like, we can't do a root canal in this tooth. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what is going on? And he's like, your tooth is cracked so bad. We can see the nerve in your tooth. We can't root canal that. And I was like, how does two other dentists miss that? If you can just look in and see it without any imaging, how did two dentists miss that? And so they're like, look at the crack. (laughs) I'm like, well, that'll explain that. So then they sent me to an oral surgeon. That's three dentists in one day, four in three days. So I go to an oral surgeon. They do a second extraction on that tooth. And I decided because I can't go without two back teeth, it's impossible. It's so uncomfortable now. I was going to get an implant, which is thousands of dollars. So I got the implant started and that's stitches and all that good stuff. They left the stitch ends too long. So they're now poking and prodding me in my tongue. I'm getting cut up in my tongue and my cheek. I can't like talk. Braces I can't over. talk for a week for a week. I go back in, he clips the stitches, does a okay job. For three weeks I had stitches in my mouth. I couldn't talk until last Tuesday. It's only been it's only been nine days since I could talk. And I had my first meal on Friday, January twenty sixth. 2024 is off to a hell of a start, ladies and gentlemen. So that's just been my year so far since we've last recorded. But we got a pretty big episode for you tonight, and we've wasted so much time already. Um, Ah, That's okay. But that's okay. We got our What You've Been Up To section where we'll talk about the things we've done over the last month. We're going to start in TV. uh, Then we'll go to gaming where Sam will host that section. And movies, which is massive tonight. We've got a ton of movie stories. And then a little uh, theme park action before we wrap it up and get on out of here. So let's start where we customarily do. Sam, what you been up to? Okay, first, you can hear me? Yes, I can. Perfect. You didn't mute this time. Perfect, perfect. All right. So first, right off the bat, me get out the way. I saw What If. I, uh, I wasn't a big fan. I think I honestly only liked one or two episodes. Happy Hogan Save Christmas. And I actually did enjoy that Gohori Reshape the World episode. That was number six. Six out of nine. I don't know. The first season I liked better. This one, for whatever reason, it just it didn't have the magic that Marvel has. I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard too many people talk about it or really say anything about it. So I feel like this season two just came and went, and that was it. So whatever. So that's done. N- better news, Reacher's done. Reacher is absolutely fantastic. I'm pissed I can't even put it for 2024. Where would it have ranked in your 2023 best? Probably number one, dude. I I absolutely love Reacher. You're allowed to like go back and do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I give full authority. Go for it. Yeah, but it's set in stone like already. So because I was only what? We watched one, two, three. And then it was four four episodes and the rest was this year. But I I just for just some reason this cast, everything, everything works from the action, the dry humor, the comedy, the action. The drama, even he loved the action I, so much, he said it twice. Yeah, that's exactly why. I mean, <laughs> you, you double the trouble with freaking what's his name, Alan Richard. God, it looks like he's on steroids. I mean, the guy's a monster. Um, and then have uh, uh my boy Dominic Lombardozzi coming so season off the two. rails. I love this. 
Oh, I'm I'm I've been so excited to just even talk about Reacher that Robert Patrick. I love him as a villain. He's always a good guy. Of course, they throw in a Terminator reference. Absolutely love it. Um, Sorinda Swan. I, I every time I looked at her for for this show, I was like, man, I, I've seen her somewhere. I finally clicked on her. You know, like the film she's did. She was Zatanna in Smallville for the three episode arc in that. I was like, that's what I recognize her from. So I just had like a, like literally two hours ago, I was like mind blown. I was like, I knew I recognized her. I just couldn't place it because it was so freaking long ago. But I can't recommend Reacher enough on, on Amazon. I'm sure everyone's already watched it. That's what would have been my favorite show of last year. Go check Reacher out. For All Mankind is finished. I think you saw it. Um, I, I enjoyed it. There were some episodes that missed completely for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we only cared. We mostly cared about our girl. Yeah, Margot's story was great all the way through. Yeah, the, the entire the entire thing. That's all I wanted to see. They went to that other guy, and then I, I just didn't give a shit about his his um, Miles. Yeah, I just Miles sucks. Miles, I sucks. think brought the season down for sure. You take him out. I, I think it's a great season. Yeah, yeah. I I thought they without spoiling it. I thought they did some things in the finale of this season that they've mm. never done before in terms of like subverting yeah. expectations, I thought that this would have actually been the one time where it's like, no, go through with it, go through with it. And they didn't. And I was like, damn. But yeah. at the same time, we're so used to expecting something to happen at the end of every season that when it didn't this time, it's like, Oh, okay. Like at least they're trying something different and not just going super formulaic. So overall I'd probably put it as my third favorite season. Yeah. I'll go one. Uh, I was going to say like four, mid, yeah. two. Yeah, that's about right. And did it get signed for another season? Oh yeah, and they okay, teased I'll, it at the end. And so yeah, yeah I know they teased it, but I didn't remember the <laughs> announcement. I was like, well, did they get signed? Okay. I want to say they said they have two more seasons of content ready to oh, go cool. for it. I I I really don't want it to go too far. Like the way they've been doing it, a ten year time jumps, and they're just about to now go to 2012. Logically, now we'll probably end up in 2024, 2025, at the end of next season. I think that's a good place to cut it. Like, don't go past present. You know, don't yeah. go into the future. I like that they're doing an alternative history, not an alternative present and future. Once you catch up to the real world's time, let's just stop. So yeah. one to two yeah. more seasons, I'm all set. Yeah, and would that would that be six seasons? It'll be six if they go two yeah, more. Yeah, that, that's a solid run. That's a hell of a run for sure, yeah, especially get, get on in. Apple. That's crazy. It's double Ted Lasso. And and I feel like they this show has like no marketing. Like I never see it. Nope. And it's phenomenal. And the production yeah. quality is great. It deserves a bigger audience than it gets. Yeah. I, it is a niche product. I mean, you gotta love space. You gotta love alternative alternative history. Yeah. Um, and you gotta be ready for like outside of Joel Kinnaman, who have you heard on this show? You know, you gotta gotta uh, go into it. B- besides everyone from like yeah the first season, yeah, but so, yeah, yeah, Deke and stuff like yeah. that, but. Yeah, besides that, yeah. But great, great show. Definitely check it out. Next up, another show that I feel like was not like you don't see no commercials was Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I I phased out. I phased out on Monarch. No, and, and I don't blame you because it did get slow a little bit in the middle. You know, when they have like a whole episode, you really don't see nothing. Just it, it, it definitely like it, it tampered. But by the end, I feel like they caught their footing. It, it got great reviews. I think it's 90% of Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, 10 episodes. I don't. It didn't get signed yet for season two. I hope it does because I really thought it was interesting. I'd like to have the Kurt Russell and having um, his his son, 
Wyatt. Wyatt Russell in there kind of playing the same character, but years apart. I thought that was awesome to see. And I, I, I kind of want, I want to stay in this world. I love obviously Godzilla and monsters. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to say. So check that out. That's all on Apple TV plus. Yeah. That'll be a show. I, I binge whatever I missed it whenever I'm out, like when I've caught up on my backlog, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get to that. And I don't know. Did I say last one that I saw the Meg two? you never talked about the Meg two. No. Yeah. So it, it came out Trent, in, in August. Right? Yeah. It, it probably would have been on my top three worst list. Sadly, okay. I really enjoyed the first one. It just such a shame that the second one was just it. Just, it was crap. So don't don't waste your time, everyone on on Meg two. And quick two ones. I saw the the Kevin Hart lift. Movie. My man's muted again. <laughs> You're still muted, brother. It automatically does it. No matter like I'm not touching nothing. Every nothing. every I'm, month. I'm pissed about it. You can tell my voice. I'm pissed off. I don't Listen, know we run a professional it. thing here. It's a good thing we're not like sponsored anymore or like uh, featured on no, app no. pages anymore. I'm We've kind of retired caring. <laughs> dude, it, no, it's no, it's like we care, but my mute button on this Streamyard has a mind of its own. It does. That's all I'm gonna say. Mind of its own. So uh, last thing I want to jump. Uh, two quick things. I saw Lift. Yeah, the, you, that's where you cut out. Okay, directed by F. Gary Gray. And it was like a little heist movie. Um, one of the main reasons I did see Gene Reno and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. They were like the two main reasons I actually would not even like Kevin. Kevin Hart was like the third reason I clicked play. But I, I thought it was okay. It was leave your brain at the door type of deal. A little twist at the end. If you got an hour and 40 minutes, it's on Netflix. Nice and quick. And two, I did see Aquaman 2. I just thought it was okay. The first one I thought was much better. The second one was like this your buddy cop. Let's go to see. And uh, yeah, it just, you know, it, it made its money. People are going to say it flopped, but it didn't flop like the Marvels did. But, you know, so I gave kudos there. Jason Momoa, he at least may, maybe broke even on the on the movie. But considering Aqu Aquaman 1 made over a billion, I, I feel like they're fine. But yeah, that's all I got for what you've been up to. What you got, brother? I got a lot. Uh, in the past 40 days, I've been... Active. That's all you had to do is just to watch TV. Dude, I was in bed for weeks and I've been out of commission. So I've just been, yeah. I'm, I am caught up on a lot of stuff. And every year it seems like something I watch in January sticks around for my end of year list. I think of like shrinking. I think, by the way, back in production, I think of it's a sin. So like a lot of things I watch and the last of us, a lot of things in the beginning of the year, hold up. There are two shows that started this month, both of which very early on, technically halfway through already for one, but it's only six episodes that I can tell are going to be in contention for the end of the year list. One more than the other. See how that one sticks. The first one I want to talk about is a show that I thought I was getting 11 years ago when it was announced. Uh, it's, it's the ending trilogy from Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg around Band of Brothers in the Pacific. This one's Masters of the Air on Ooh. Apple TV Plus. Uh, Austin Butler is in it. He played Elvis in Elvis. Um, Still have to see that, by the way. <clears throat> it's a good movie. Callum Turner, Anthony Boyle, Barry. What is it? Kogan? Keegan? Keegan, Keegan. Whatever it is. Though, and they play there. It's a World War II piece, very much like Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Um, and they are in the 100th squad, uh, the 100th bomb squad, I guess, whatever you want to call it. They're in the, um, air force and it's in Nazi Germany. Da, 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 da. They want to, and, 
it's just this incredibly compelling only two episodes have been out so far but it's like right up my alley um air combat phenomenal special effects great character moments kind of funny but doesn't try to be super humorous just does what it needs to do tells a great story i love period pieces the action's there. It puts you back in the 1940s. You feel like you're in the fighters in those B-757s and, uh, you know, flying over Germany and the flak in the air and just like it's a really, really, really well done piece as usual. I mean, Tom Hanks and Spirit, they, they knock those out of the park. So um, got 83% of run. <clears throat> yeah. And it's and it deserves every single second of that. Uh, it's I, what is it going to be? Is it going to be ten or is it nine? I think it's only nine, nine episodes. Nine. Um, but the 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 I will say episode one definitely better than episode two, but they both hold their weight. It is now a much wa- must watch Friday show on Apple TV Plus. It kind of takes for all mankind's spot. It's like the thing I would wait to do on a Friday is watch something on Apple, and now it's going to be Masters of the Air. So if you're interested in period pieces. Flight combat, World War II stories, the Tom Hanks Spielberg thing going with like Band of Brothers in the Pacific, kind of continuing that. Cannot recommend it enough. It's super good. And also, it was uh, developed and direct some episodes directed by Kari Koji Fukunagi, who yeah, did he, season one of True Detective. Yes, and uh, he he directed all of the episodes of True Detective season one, I believe, yep. but then never touched the show again. Yep, never. Um, that's all he did. Yeah, and. By the way, this show was announced in 2012, and now we're getting it 12 years later. So uh, it is worth the hype. Speaking of True Detective, that's the other show. Um, True Detective Night Country. It is now on HBO. It's like our Sunday night show. Crazy part is this season is only six episodes, and it's already on episode four. So we're halfway home. Um, It feels like the story is just getting started, yet we're already almost ready to wrap it. And uh, it's pretty intense it's got like a really good mix of horror meets thriller meets cop drama meets season one of true detective i feel like it's the closest true detective season to season one since season one if that makes sense even though it's not a what is his name nick pizzolazato or something yeah even though he is not in charge he has stepped away from the series um it's isa lopez's series now but jody foster kelly reese um, Fiona Shaw, she was in Harry Potter, uh, the crazy ant. And so like, it's incredible. Uh, a research lab in Alaska has all eight of its members disappear. Um, and there's nothing left over, but a tongue. It was a polar bear, right? There's nothing left over, but a tongue and Ferris Bueller's day off. And so they get called in to try and solve the murders or mysteries, I guess you want to say. And then multiple on, cases. Scoot kind of bleed together is just true detective does two cops don't get along and they try to have to work together. So it very much has that uh, season one mindset. And by the way, there are two, I won't spoil them, but two direct callbacks to season one where they've confirmed that they are in the same timeline and canon to each other. Nice. They That's exist awesome. in the same universe. So very, very cool. If you are interested in season one of True Detective, but you haven't watched two or three, I understand why. This is a really good coming back point for well, you, and I recommend it. Two sucked. Three was good, and I heard four is also good. Yeah, three was okay. I thought it lost the plot by the end. Um, it it, had it a really didn't stick premise. the landing as, as nearly as good as season one did. Yeah, my man's on mute again, so I'm just going to keep rocking. <laughs> Dude, and I'm here. I'm on the screen. I literally watched it go mute. I literally watched what happened. It just went mute. 
<laughs> you can't make this shit up. Like I'm on StreamYard. I'm this, not. This is only our third time on this new service, and we're still working up the kinks. When you record monthly, you don't get a lot of practice. That's all. No, uh, it's not even practice, Greg. I'm here. I wasn't touching the, the, the mouse. Third, I was just looking at it. The third thing. I don't know if this is HBO or a Max original, but I've watched it on HBO Max. Uh, it came out early 2023, and for some reason, I missed it until season two hit this year, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, the Curious Case of Natalia Grace uh, documentary series. It's like six episodes or eight episodes, I think six. And they came out with season two. Long story short, you know the plot or you've heard of the movie The Orphan? Yeah. Not my cup of tea, but yeah. No, no, but it's that movie in real life. A family adopts a middle an Eastern European girl and you don't know if she's a dwarf or a child. And they had no idea if this person was a teenager when they got her or six years old, like they thought she was. And so like she made, she made death threats to the mom and the kids. She like tied up things. And then they put her in some apartment by herself when she was only like 12, but was she really 22? It's this (coughs) insane story of like what they do a nice job of. And it's the magic of editing. Sure. But what they do a nice job of narratively of like, they make you think that she's evil because she's the one who's like knew how old she was and then kind of just snuck away into this family. And then yeah. the next episode, they make you think that the parents who adopted her are the evil ones. And then the mom and dad are both pieces of shit. And keeps then you the, it's so it keeps you, it keeps you guessing. There's a definite end point to season one, although it's very rushed um, for an obvious reason that I don't want to spoil. Then season two hit. And then she actually wants to write the wrongs that were like made like that were come like I'm trying to say like season one painted her in a certain light and she wanted to write that wrong. So she actually is the star of season two. She meets with the uh, director of it and then sits down and it's called like Natalia speaks. And I'm just completely over it at this point. I know how it ends. I'm good. I don't need her side of the story. I kind of like it just at the end of season. They're just, she's just milking it at this point. So I will just say the curious case of Natalia Grace season one if you want season two, sure. But did you watch Making a Murderer season two? No. Did you watch Tiger King two? No. Nobody did. But everybody watched the first one of both of those, except for yeah. Sam. So, True. <laughs> so don't. I I just would not recommend season two. Next, I'll go very quickly through this one. AGDQ twenty twenty four came and went since we've last recorded. Uh, this year, they've raised two point five million dollars for pre- the Prevent Cancer Foundation. It is officially the least amount of GDQ I watched ever uh, live. Couldn't I have just gotten the surgeries a week later and I would have been out for that marathon and I could have just sat around and done nothing but watch it? Sure. Just missed it. Just missed it. Um, So I only watched three or four runs the entire week live, uh, which is just bad shit insane when there's like over 100. So yeah, that was that. Um, I watched probably... 15 now when you think about the VODs, uh, but the 15 that I watched, I have to say very, very good, very impressive. There was a great Metroid Dread race. There was a phenomenal Resident Evil 4 remake run and the Separate Ways DLC. Uh, Mario Lost Levels made a comeback, uh, which is great to see old 2D Mario games. There, I didn't watch any of the Pokemon stuff because Pokemon speed runs are fun, but I'm kind of not there right now. Pokemon and I are taking a little bit of a break. Um, yeah. a bit of a burnout. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. We got Pokemon Day in us uh, 27 days now. I'll find out what's coming this year and I'll play it. But I'm, I'm kind of just taking a little break from them. 
Um, what was the what was there was one oh Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So like tons of fun, good runs, but great to see that GDQ it was in Pittsburgh, so it was really close to us. Okay. Um SGDQ will be back in Minneapolis this summer. So there was that. The and, thing and but they raised over two million? Two point five. Yeah. Um uh, the thing that's I think the thing like on this entire list, I have three more. This one might be the most shocking to you that I watched, but also in context of one of our stories later, it makes sense why I've always wanted to watch these movies. I never did. No, it's not Lord of the Rings. I finally watched the Indiana Jones movies, at least the first two. I'm making my way through the the series. I'm even going to watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm even going to watch Dial of Destiny, but I'm on the last crusade now. I still got to see the last one. I really love these movies. I just, the first two are so fun. Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. Just so fun. They're classics. Yeah, they're on Disney Plus. They have a whole early Alfred Molina in one of them. Yeah, Alfred Molina's in it for a good three seconds, but like that was wild. Yeah, yeah, three minutes, I should say. Sorry. Um, And I just, I was like kind of mini blown away at how much Tomb Raider and Uncharted and all that really do borrow from the original source material. And now you see why Harrison Ford really was the shit between Indiana and Star Wars. Like this guy had everything. Yeah. And the, in the early eighties, this guy was on cloud nine. Hey, he was uh, thriving late seventies, early eighties. And it's like, all right. Okay. Um, fun story. I, Miriam's great. Um, she's in a lot of other stuff later on that. I was like, Oh my God, she, Catherine Allen, I think her name is, uh, just like super good character, super good cast, super fun, super engaging. Uh, you just you turn your brain off. You don't overthink it. How do they survive falling off a waterfall in a raft or out of a plane, like in an inflatable raft? Who cares? It's indie. <laughs> it just makes it work. He's um, okay. He'll make it. He's fine. But yeah, I'm currently making my way through those. And another set of movies I watched. I watched all eight Harry Potter movies. Solid movies. All eight, dude. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. The movies are great. The books are even better. Sure, sure. I'll never read them. Shout out to my wife. She um, oh, she probably watched it with you. <laughs> it's like her favorite movie series. Yeah. And I was like, honey, we went to the we went to together and, and did some fun things around Harry Potter. So I was like, I think it's about time, especially with Hogwarts Legacy and how much I liked it. I think it's time for me to watch these. So we sat down and we watched all eight um, over the past 40 days. And it was just like, love the first one. Don't like the second one. Really liked third. Really liked um, the third one. Order of the Phoenix. That's like five. Um, Really liked the third one. Prisoner of Azkaban was the third one. Yeah. What's the Goblet of Fire? Fourth one, Goblet of Fire was good. Fifth one was um, the Order of the Phoenix. That one I didn't like. Half Blood Prince six was just I hated it. I actively disliked it. And then seven eight were fine. Deathly Hallows they were fine, but. Really liked it. Gary Oldman is serious black. Phenomenal. I, I don't think I like, I think I love them all, but I just Hated fantastic beast. I, I think sucks. Yeah. I can't watch it. Yeah. 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 I don't think I'm going to go there. She's never seen them. I'm good. I don't think I need to, yes. but Stay I think Harry Potter, I think my favorite character in all of Harry Potter besides Hagrid, because he's just the best. Uh, ha- go, he, Hagrid's already goaded. Hagrid's goaded. Um, would be serious black. I really yeah, just enjoy. He's great. He's I fantastic. Enjoy serious black, but yeah, I've watched all the Harry Potter. Well, once you find out everything, yeah, I never, ever, ever thought I'd watch them, and here we are. 
I've now seen I, I do love Snape. I ain't gonna lie. You can't use that's our boy. Boy, how do you? That's our boy. Yeah, that's I don't want to give. Do I want to spoil them? Man. No, I did no. not like the way his arc concluded. That's all I'll say. All I know is the book. I, I was I devastated. I bet. I bet. And then um, lastly, um, I really wanted to make a concentrated effort. I'm not playing. You, there was no games on there. I'm not really playing anything outside of one thing we'll talk about later. Um, I don't really have too much coming until Princess Peach Showtime. And that's really more of a kid game with my daughter. So I thought to myself, how do I want to like satiate my gaming appetite? Dude, I have my 3DS has just been kind of sitting around and I'm kind of like missing out on some classics. I don't own or didn't Mario 3D Land. I traded that in Zelda Link Between Worlds. I got rid of that like 10 years ago. When it came out. So I was like, I don't own these. I don't remember them. I bought them both on eBay and beat Mario land hundred percent, both special world and regular of course. Um, and started making my way through link between worlds and just like the 3ds. What a game library. So that's kind of what I'm doing in the gaming realm is just playing some 3ds, having a good time. My daughter, I got her a switch. I saw, I saw that was awesome um, for her birthday, and she's playing Mario Wonder. She's beaten, she's beaten like six levels in Mario Wonder. She chip off the old block. She placed first in a Mario Kart Grand Prix on 50cc at five years old. Um, you're, that's you're more prouder than that than like an A on a test. She, yeah, she <laughs> she has a Grinch game. She got Paw Patrol game, but all she wants to do is play Elephant Mario and uh, oh, Mar- nice. and Mario Racing. And I'm like, yeah, of course we can do that, honey. Yeah. Not too much screen time. Fine, but, not long. <laughs> and she says, instead of calling it like a Switch or a Nintendo Switch, she goes, I want to play my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, God. oh that's my cute. God, dude. So yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Um, we do have a full episode to get through and not a ton of time to, to do it, but I think we'll be okay. Let's start in the TV section. You all know that what I'm about to say, I didn't watch it. So I'm going to lean on Sam here for this one. Let's start and hear your impressions of echo on Disney plus. Yeah. I, I mean, five episodes it's, I don't know. Again, shows with only five episodes. I feel like you, you need more time to either develop a better story or have more character growth marvel is though that's yeah they're they're short uh, the series are short and there's 10 minutes of credits i mean that's just what it's come to be expected like i really enjoyed the first episode you know the second then you you get a little bit of tease a kingpin you know vincent d'anafrio he's fantastic so i heard his shit was boring i i i didn't know i it's just him in the role it's not it's just him him as kingpin is great. I like him as in that role. But when they're trying to develop her story and this backstory and her ancestors and it's all connected and that's where they kind of lost me. Mm-hmm. But the the one episode, the one really scene you really get Daredevil is the very first episode. And that it, it that alone just got me so freaking hyped to see Daredevil. I mean, it was five episodes. They were short. They were only, I think, like 35, 40 minute episodes. They weren't long at all, but I don't think we're going to get a season two at all. I'm, I'm yeah. just glad that we, we haven't got gotten a season two of almost any Disney plus show. They're not no. meant to be seasons. You know, they're meant yeah, to we, just we, continue the MCU story. Yeah. Besides what Loki and we don't, we assume Moon Knight's getting a second season. That That's all. That's all. I, I know. think that's one of the few that's up for debate for sure. You yeah. Know? That, you know, we have what if got it or whatever, but 
Um, this is this is one you could probably skip. You, you Greg, Greg, you're, if anything, watch the one scene with Daredevil, and you could just. All right, I'm good. I'm good to go. Yeah, that'll be my precursor to Daredevil: Born Again, which is yeah, where it, I feel it, like I'm going to come back to comic book stuff is with Daredevil, or you yeah, know, and, Deadpool three for sure. But and just just to see Charlie, I, I I know I smiled like an idiot, and then he actually they did have a nice fight scene. It was short, quick, but it was just enough to kind of get you hyped for it. Ooh, breaking news: uh, Mario, Mario and Donkey Kong is coming out on. February 16th and Nintendo just dropped a free demo. So if you're there interested you in playing Mario versus Donkey Kong coming to switch on two sixteen, you can play four levels, including the casual and classic difficulty and do it in two player mode. So there you go. A little breaking. Oh, down. nice. We take that. I take free demos with Mario in them for sure. Um, yeah. How did it kind of hold up having an actress, a lead actress that was deaf? Did that kind of, did they keep it engaging enough and all that? I mean that that was cool. Like she, of course, like she was great in in the like her role, but it's it's more of her storyline of more ancestors and everything being connected, and I, that's where they kind of lost me. She, her role, everyone else I heard on on set actually learned sign language, which was you know, it's always cool to hear when people are going to support, you know, their other actors or you know with with disabilities on set or whatever. But that that was cool to hear. It's just the story. It just I don't know, corny. Nothing was. You weren't really surprised by anything. Everything you kind of saw in the trailers, that was like the best parts. Like the the main fight scene, you see Daredevil, like that was the, the coolest shot of the show. So, I mean, it, it's tough to say when that's the coolest part. So you just I mean? more at this point, just more MCU schlock. It sounds yeah, like. that's it. it. It's been this. It's they've been this throwing the same shit at us for the past two years. Mm. I think finally it's it's enough's enough and people are just tired of it because ratings are down, obviously. So good action, at least. Uh, it's a decent, you know, they, they had some decent fight scenes. Other than that, it was a lot of slow, slow, slow buildup. Well, we know that Daredevil's uh, Daredevil was at Born Again. That yeah. just resumed production. Um, is there an Thanks opportunity for Echo to come back for that? I well, yeah, I, there's definitely room, especially the way they. Um, you know, the way they ended the show, there's still, I would say, some loose ends that are, that need to be tied. I will say this, too. We had this as a future story. I, I should have put them back to back. But Daredevil Born Again, getting back some pretty key characters from the Netflix series. Foggy, was it Bullseye and somebody else? Yeah, we're getting uh, Foggy Nelson, Karen <laughs> Page. And, I mean... It, we didn't know if we were going to get bullseye because at the end, you know, he's getting like, hopefully the adamant team of spine, like he did in the comics, you know, we're getting, you know, Wolverine and Deadpool three next year, which will then lead into this. So they should go right to comics where he gets the adamantium spine. So that was really awesome news to see. Potentially. Who knows? And yeah, knock on wood. I hope we get it. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, we're going to move to the last of us. The last of us season two has found it's Abby. It's Dina and it's Jesse. So three main core characters from the game still won't spoil anything. I refuse, but we will talk about if you know who these characters are in their arcs, Caitlin Dever, she'll be Abby young Mazzino is Jesse and Isabella Mercad or Merced or Merced. Uh, she is Dina Caitlin Dever. 
interesting casting choice. I see her as Ellie much more than I see her as Abby. She actually would be like a pretty perfect Ellie if Bella Ramsey was not around. I actually may even prefer it to this day, but I'm struggling to see her as Abby. We'll see if she can kind of bulk up like literally, um, you better bulk up. Hugh Jackman's trainer. I, I would be interested to see what she does to physically transform into this role. Abby is pretty yoked. Um, young man, Zeno, he was in beef. I think he was the younger brother. Yeah, he was um, yeah. in beef. And then Isabella, she doesn't have a ton of film credits, but she was the live action Dora the Explorer. So Dora is now Dina. Ipso facto Nickelodeon and naughty dog are in the same universe, but what are you going to do? Um, this is a recast because I think, I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but I'm pretty sure that was Dina in episode five uh, of the last. I, I think it was, it was hinted like it was her. Yeah. Yeah. And this is clearly a different actress. So, okay. Little retcon, little recast, little who's it, what's it done it. You can just say that was not Dina and whatever, but we let's be real. We know what it was. Yeah. How you feeling about these castings uh, so far? I mean, I would agree with you. I would, I definitely get more um, Ellie vibes from her. Like she, she has to bulk up. I mean, from the, I, I still think she was just a little too yoked for the game. I mean, hey, there's, I have nothing wrong with, with muscular chicks. I just thought she was just a little bit more bulky than the average, especially during a time like that where food's not at the ready like that. I mean, unless she's, unless she's got steroids. I mean, who knows? But they listen. At the WLF headquarters, there was a gym. It's not to say she couldn't get all yoked up. I mean, they had plenty of food. They show you as she's walking through the calf. So, um, Caitlin Dever was in Dope Sick. She was in The Premise, Dear Evan Hansen, Last Man Standing for 142 episodes. She was Eve in that show. Uh, Never watched it, but I heard actually it was good. She was in a series on Netflix, Unbelievable. That was actually pretty good. That's one of the first times I had seen her. Um, about a girl who is assaulted and she doesn't know if she wants to come forward with it. And so like her okay. story is unbelievable. So that was really good. She was also in book smart. That's actually the first time I saw her. Um, so those are a lot of her big credits. So she's been in some stuff. She was also the voice. Here's a good one. She was also the voice of Cassie Drake in uncharted four. Oh, cool. So now Cassie nice. Drake is Abby and it's just kind of a weird, yeah. cool little through line. That's yeah. Neat, that's pretty cool story. And this isn't coming till 2025, right? Correct. It has started its pre-production, I believe, um, but we're going to get it next year. I think the the thing with me, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. um, We did this in our last uh, spoiler cast. If I'm the show, um, some decisions that are made canonically in the game, I'm still going through with them. I'm just not sure I'm doing it in the same order. And I think the second game could stretch out multiple seasons. And I really wouldn't be shocked if that's what we get. If we get two and three for part two, and then by the time season four of the show rolls around, part three will be out in store shelves and they can kind of go there however they want to with that. And and I think they already hinted that the second game is obviously it's a lot longer game than the first one that this is easily broken up into two seasons. You stretch out a certain character's. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, you I, know mean. what I mean. I'm in the same boat with you, and especially with that, with the cachet of the actor or actri- actress attached to that character, you probably mm-hmm. want to keep them around. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about The Last of Us, particularly Part Two in the gaming section. Invincible Season Two Part Two premieres March 14th on Amazon Prime. 
about time. I feel like it's been forever since I, I season two came out. I hate I, I don't like these little breaks. Like just give it to us like one week at a time. I'd rather they just extended it like another month and a half and then just gave us one a week. Yeah, part it the sucks. whole part one, part two of a movie. I, I hate it. it. I hate it. Of a series. We talked about this for Stranger Things last year. We talked about this <sighs> for like Ozark. It did no favors for Ozark. It did no favors for Stranger Things. So I'm just if you do it for a movie, that's one thing. Infinity War, an endgame, Harry Potter, whatever, Hunger Games. I get yeah, it. That, that, that's but. okay. But TV, like the shows, I'm I'm butthurt. <coughs> just give us our episodes. They're done. Yeah. They're cooked. They're yeah. baked. Come on. You're, now you're just now you're just teasing. Yeah. Uh, Bastards. WWE's Monday Night Raw is coming to Netflix in January Crazy. 2025. And no, not the archive of all the old ones. They're going to be it's leaving USA Network. Uh, after they've been on there since 1993, short break on sci-fi there in between, but 1993 to 2024, uh, and it's going to be live streamed on Monday nights on Netflix. I mean, I can just see the Netflix executives doing the old hand rub, saying we're going to raise oh, the prices two yeah, bucks again. The, you know, and, and I hope, I hope they do. Like I think you mentioned it, like when we talked off air, that like if they do some like raw or whatever. That there's an opt-in. You opt in or opt out. That I don't have to pay the penalty of everyone else paying for Raw. If you guys want it, you pay for it. Me, I don't want it, so I want to keep it my tier. You know what I mean? I just hope that by the time Raw hits in Jan 25, Netflix has Netflix and Netflix Live or Netflix Stream. Mm. And then it's a whole other category mm. that you have to pay for, and you just get raw as a part of that. So they're just getting the cable thing. through Netflix. So it's just cable TV again at that point, yeah. right? It's just YouTube TV with an entire Netflix catalog. But yeah. at that point, I mean, I already have both of those things. I don't need it. I have no interest in this. I, I understand how culturally it's a massive deal, and it's actually going to be huge for both brands. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see AEW on Hulu sometime soon. But Jesus, I really believe or i hope that there's netflix and netflix live or netflix streaming and we have to opt into it for three or four bucks extra a month or whatever it is and that would be a part of that because to you to your point i don't want to pay for the sins of the father i have no interest in this and if you're going to jack my rate netflix to me as a father of too young i am not it is not disney i have to keep disney they could charge me a mortgage and i'd have to pay it netflix it's got some cute stuff it's got gabby's dollhouse I'll cancel. I'll separate. I just, if that's what I got to do, um, you cannot just keep charging and going and going and going. There's got to be the, a cap. Because what's Netflix now? Like 19 bucks a month? It's it's insane. And I'm paying, I didn't even realize it. They do the password crap now. I'm paying eight bucks a month for my parents. I just got a bill for like $26. I was like, well, when did this happen? <laughs> when did I start I, paying I, for their Netflix? What the fuck? pay up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wild time out there, man. So yeah, good for WWE. Fantastic, Vince McMahon now completely gone. It's in a good place, but oh, dude, did you did you see what I tagged you in Instagram with with the uh, Vince McMahon? I don't want to say it on air because it's kind of crazy, but I'll go back and not, look. When was that? I'm I must. It, it was that. today. It oh. was basically it was some of the allegations of what he, he did, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I mean. It's all out there. Uh, I, the 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 thing. I defecation. Yeah, I won't comment. But like, <clears throat> in terms of like WWE itself, I have no interest in professional wrestling anymore. But like, yeah. I've said it before, and I'll say it again: if the Paul brothers or Brock Lesnar are on there, I'm out. 
I just I have no interest. Yeah. None. Roman Reigns yeah. don't care. You know, CM Punk came back and then he tore his tricep. He, He's probably going to be out a year. Yeah, it's like at least. Well, you know, uh, who cares anymore? And so well, I shouldn't say who cares. A lot of people do, um, but not me. Last story in TV in the Netflix shareholders earnings call. They had talked about their 2024 releases and in there they mentioned Squid Game 2. So it sounds like Squid Game 2 still on track for 2024. The question is, Thank do God. you still care? Yeah, on, honestly, yeah. I, I want to go back. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I didn't watch the the American one. I, I didn't watch none of that. The I did watch. The, yeah, I watched the Mr. Beast one that he did. I thought he actually did a really good job. But Squid Game 2, Netflix, I am I'm pretty damn excited. I'm not going to lie. I told you at the ending, I was like, I'm in. They got me. I'm in. I love this world. Not a Mr. <laughs> Beast fan. World. Not a Mr. Beast fan, but I can appreciate his stuff. Um, He's got uh, all the money in the world. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, yeah, I, I can at least appreciate the, his content. Did, I didn't watch the game show, but yeah. to your point, I am also still very much excited for this show. Still very in, immediate binge. Yeah, in immediate binge. This is it's one of the rare times where I'm happy Netflix releases all their shit at once because it's like that's the type of show where I want to binge it and I don't want to wait. That's a yeah. really good bingeable show. It's very because much because if not, table. you know you're going to get social media it's going to get spoiled you, you sometimes you just can't watch it fast enough i'm a weekly release kind of guy i enjoy that very much i like to have the anticipation of the week i like the the rituals of friday nights we do this we do that but squid game yeah i'm, I'm kind of in for the binge hell yeah now let me take it over in gaming we both got to play this next one i think you got to play it a lot more than i did but let's talk about let's give our impressions for the last of us part two remastered <clears throat> I'm of rare ilk, Sam. I'm of rare ilk. I am one of the few poor bastards who likes part it. two more than part one. I just that has yeah, been my stance crazy. for years. Crazy. I and that so that's not to like put down part one. If part one's no, a ten, hey. part two to me is just a ten point one. You know, it's not to even to say they're that much of a difference between the two. I just happen to prefer part two to part one for a few different reasons. Outside of the multiple endings. That last Ellie part is a little, eh, uh, and some pacing decisions in the beginning. But overall, I love the story of part two. And I had recently played it. They gave it a PS5. It's not like an upgrade, but they enhanced it for PS5 for free, I don't know, a year or two ago. And they gave it the 60 FPS. They gave it the visual bump. They gave it, I think, maybe even haptics. And I played through it. And it was like, okay, cool. This time, and that wasn't too far ago. So this time, when this came out, I spent my 10 bucks and I thought, all right, the new material, lost levels, no return, developer commentary over the cutscenes and stuff. Yeah. All shit that I'm very interested in. But there's one thing that I don't know if it ever came to the PS4 version or the PS5 enhancement that it got, but I know it's in here. New Game Plus with the skins, the character skins. And I don't know. And like the cheat codes and shit. I don't know if that ever came. I never looked into it. I played Last of Us as true as you can. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to boot up a... I imported my save from PS4. And I was like, I'm going to boot up a New Game Plus run. I'm buying with my points all the cool cheats that I want. I'm going on grounded. I'm going on grounded. And I'm going to just have fun. And I'm going to buy all the cool skins. So right now I'm switching back and forth between the astronaut... 
the Pride Tank and the Mortal Kombat shirt for Ellie. And on Abby, nice. I have, I think it's Twisted Metal. I have a Twisted Metal shirt for Abby. And I'm on Seattle Day 2, the other one. And okay. so um, of this playthrough, this New Game Plus playthrough, where as soon as you hit Seattle Day 1, you get all your shit from your original playthrough. So as Ellie, I got that silenced machine gun from that she gets in the very end. I'm rocking yeah. through it. I got a shotgun. Oh, the cheats I bought, what were they? Not unlimited health, because it is grounded. It, What's the point of playing on grounded with an unlimited ammo? Unlimited crafting material. So I just go health kit, Molotov, all yeah, day. Whatever you need, yeah. <clears throat> um, what else do I have? Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's fun as shit with cheat codes. They have, and I, like, it's one or two more. They don't break the game. They just make it just enjoyable and fun. And um, it's God mode. They had, well, no, I didn't buy God mode. They have God mode where every melee punch is an instant kill. Or every shot you take, no matter what gun, it's and like a one golden gun, one hit kill. Yeah. I didn't buy those or activate those, but they're available. And so I'm just running through grounded mode, new game plus with my old loadouts from 2020, uh, freaking um, in these cool new skins. And I'm just having a ball. I'm watching the cutscenes with the developer commentary and it's Neil Druckmann and Troy and Ashley. And it's like they're talking through how they did a stage performance that nobody ever saw because they never streamed it, but they did it for 100 people live. And it was the beginning of the game. And it's like when Joel's teaching her how to play guitar and sing to the song, they did that on stage. I didn't know that. So, 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 so they have a commentary of the whole game playthrough cutscenes. It's like three and a half hours worth of commentary. Oh, so if, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, so sorry, if you wanted to boot up a new game plus run, you could do it in new game, but just do it in new game plus. Cause you get all your shit. You have to turn it on. So when you hit start, go to like extras, I think it is and develop a yeah. commentary Just flip it on. And then during the cutscenes, enjoy. Neil Druckmann wow. and all of them just That's cool. over. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm enjoying that playthrough. Did the lost levels. Did a couple of runs of No Return. I unlocked a couple of characters. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> unlocked a couple of characters. Pretty easy to unlock them. You just finish three waves or excursions for each character yeah. and you just progress through. So pretty easy there. Um, I don't love roguelites, so it's not something I'm going to stick with. But I did beat all three of the lost levels. I say beat. You hit. You shoot yeah. one person the yeah. entire time. It's a pig. Uh, but I went through yeah, and just, that's it. I enjoyed the developer commentary and all of that. Yeah. The only downside I have is I'm in performance mode and it, when I am r- actively running away from like clickers and things like that, it, it can chug and it can stutter a little bit. So I won't say it's a rock solid 60 FPS. I will say when there's a ton of action and a ton yeah. of infected, it slows a little bit, but it's not game breaking by any means. Um, and I'm just enjoying the shit out of this for the third time, my third playthrough. I love this game. What did you think? Yeah. No, I love that you're like, I'm not going to replay through. I just beat it. I love you're like uh, complete I'm, opposite stance. I, but I took like, a different route. New game yeah. plus cheat code. Just having some fun. <clears throat> grounded mode. Just having fun, dude. Just having fun. Like I didn't, I didn't do the new game plus yet. Like that's something I, I definitely want to do because that definitely sounds awesome. Because I, I want to hear what Neil has to say with Troy Ashley. What did they have to say? Any behind the scenes filming? Like that, that stuff's cool. I, the only thing I really did was the three little extra levels, like you said, that you do. That they say, hey, we deleted this scene here. It was quick. I kind of wish it was a little bit longer. I kind of wanted to fight some enemies too, but I like get why we could. For all three of them, I think. It yeah, wasn't very long. Yeah, it, it, it was quick, and I think I, I only did. One, what was the one where you you fight like they keep going, the waves of enemies? Uh, no return. 
the no return. I only did it once. I think, was, like you said, three waves came. I, I forget what character I even unlocked or something. I was like, okay, it was neat, and I had to turn it off, and I and I haven't played it since. Yeah, you go from Ellie to Dina, or Abby to Lev, I think is the first one you unlock. Yeah, I think it was, because if I was like, okay, like, whatever. Like, I, I was like, it's cool. I just, but now you said that new game plus, like, I'm interested now, because I only beat that game once. Yeah, and it was three years ago, almost four. You know, June so, 2020 it came out. Yeah, so it's like it's it's been a minute. I'm I'm due for a rewatch. I beat I beat the first one twice, two or three times. So, so I'm, you, I'm due. You have this decision to make though, because they talk over the cutscenes for the developer commentary, and if you don't remember all the cutscenes, you have that weird nah. like, do I want to do it? Do I not? Or would you just go with the commentary? I I I know that at this point, I know the story. I know what yeah. what happens. I would love to just hear what they have this. Just like it's like why I listen to the po- their podcast, right? You know, because sure. I want to hear the little in, inside stories of maybe there was a little fight or disagreement or how they filmed it or something like that. Well, in the first in your first playthrough, whether you knew it or not, you were collecting GP or whatever it is by doing things and beating missions and getting trophies. I had about 600 GP just sitting around and these cheat codes cost like 20 and these oh, wow. skins cost like five. So explore that shit too. Like go into the extras and go into the cheats and the skins and see how much, you know, whatever the, the currency is and just yeah, go, I buy know some, what I have. go buy some fun stuff. If you want like the permadeath, uh, permadeath already an option, but like if you want that fun stuff, go in, try the cheat codes out, try a new game plus run, do whatever. And just get lost in it again. And it's so fun. And when it is, I mean, like I said, 99% of the time it's rock solid 60. It feels so good in 60 compared to when we played it at 30 frames per second. Like, remember when Ghost of Tsushima, when we put it in the PS5? Oh, my God. Holy shit, what a difference that made. It was night and day. It's the same feeling of like, oh, my God, this is how The Last of Us should be played. Now, you played part one on PS5, so you're probably used to the 60 FPS in that world. <clears throat> Greggy was not. <coughs> so yeah, you, you didn't have um, one it yet. It just felt great. I again, I played it a year ago or whatever, but um, yeah. super hyped on it. I love it. Um, and it was only ten bucks if you have the PS4, the bucks. physical version, ten bucks. The last piece on this is by the time you're hearing this episode, it'll be February first at minimum. Friday, February second, two days from when we record this. Uh, at noon Eastern, Grounded Part 2 is coming out on YouTube for free. It's the making of The Last of Us 2. They did this for Part 1. They did it for the first God of War, Raising Kratos. And it yep. was incredible. They're going to do Grounded Part 2, available on YouTube uh, and in the game if you purchase the upgrade. But noon Go on, on Friday. So like check that out if you're looking for even more behind the scenes and the making of the last of us part two media watch next up we got the recap of playstation's state of play <clears throat> all right moving on like god what an ass presentation uh what did you, i'm not gonna waste my time i'll talk about it in a second because i have all the notes but like i gotta know you your it, thoughts it, on this in, in quick shadow look cool Foam stars look stupid as shit. Surprisingly, Dave the Diver is probably the low-key coolest game that they showed here today. Um, Rise of Ronin, Ghost did it better. Give me Ghost 2. Um, I, I I just, Death Stranding, don't do it for me, but I will say the moonshot of Death Stranding, that was beautiful. That's that I'll give him that shot. That shot was great. 
other than that, I got to wait till February 6th to see some more Final Fantasy Part 2 gameplay. That's it. Yeah, they're they're doing another state of play to show off Rebirth, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah this was just all, that's this it. This was ass. We we knew that Stellar Blade was going to get a look. I didn't think it was going to get that long of a look. We knew that Rise of the Ronin was going to get a look. Yeah. Um, we knew that there were going to be 15 plus games. So like, but we didn't know much else. And so you go into this, and there were leaks, and the leaks were right. So I I knew about Sonic and and all this. But like, I was like, there's an opportunity here for us to get a one more thing. And for it to be maybe that Uncharted game they teased in that commercial or just something maybe we're not expecting. And it was just Death Stranding 2. And it got way too long of a look. Way, way, way too long. That was like nine minutes or something crazy. Like, give me a fucking break. Um, I understand the appeal, but my goodness, save some. Troy Uh, Baker, let people, let other people act in a game. Jesus. And then we had... Excuse me, I haven't eaten yet today. Um, we had Kojima come out afterwards and say he's working on a new action espionage game. As soon as Death Stranding 2 is done, he's going to get to work on a brand new IP, but it's not Metal Gear, but it'll be very much like Metal Gear. So that got some people excited. The a only bit, game, a little that, bit. The, the only game that tickled my fancy the entire time of all six. Please say Dave the Diver. Games. No, Dave the Diver, I've played. It's been out for other... It's on Switch. It's been on other things for a while. The Godzilla content looked fun. I like that they're doing a collab with Godzilla. Out of nowhere. It was cool. But this was announced at the Game Awards... God, I think it was not this past year. I think it was Game Awards 2022. Judas was announced um, from Ghost Story Games. That's Ken Levine, a.k.a. the guy who created Bioshock. And so... Judas got a new look today with a brand new trailer, some gameplay, super Bioshocky. Like you use one hand for power ups, use the other hand for guns. It's first person, very immersive, clearly story narrative driven. Super excited, and anything Ken Levine touches, I think, is gold. So that's the thing that got me excited. It's not a new announcement. I knew about it. It's coming in 2025, hopefully. Um, but that new look today very much sealed the deal that I'm all about Judas. But other than that. Um, yeah, like I said, the Godzilla, the Godzilla collab and Dave, the diver was cool. Dave, the diver is fun. Like that's a fun, fun, low key, fun game. But if you look at it, hell divers too, we saw that for the umpteenth time. We don't need any more of that. We got a way too long. Look at stellar blade. That's coming April 26th. Sonic generations is getting a remaster with shadow. The hedgehog content. It's going to be now Sonic X shadow, Sonic cross shadow generations. I don't know how they want to say it. That's coming in autumn of 2024. I love how they said autumn. They couldn't say fall. Uh, autumn 2024. It looks exactly the same. But uh, now with shadow stuff, which is fine. Then I think it's called oh, yeah. Zenless Z- Zone Zero or something. ZZZ. That was announced. We heard that Foam Stars is coming to PS Plus for free on day one on February 6th. Um, the last time that happened was that Twisted Metal ripoff destruction all-stars i think it was called yeah and that was shit canned very quickly foam stars is very much a live service splatoon like no thanks um it's gonna be free next it ain't gonna do well v rising silent hill the short message so actually this was okay excuse me a free-to-play short very short silent hill game silent hill the short message a first person game shadow dropped on PS5. So if you want to go play that now. 
got our first look at the Silent Hill 2 remaster with no date or window. Um, real quick, I have to say this, and maybe I'm wrong, but the Silent Hill, the short message, it's first person instead of third, and the main character's name is Mia. Um, Resident Evil 7 went first person, and the protagonist's wife is named Mia. So, like, is that like, hey, Resident Evil, we see you. This is homage to that? Or is this Could a be. blank ripoff? I don't know. Um, and then the main character in Silent Hill 2 Remaster just looks like Leon Kennedy. It's so weird. I, I, and it <laughs> looked a little janky. I, I'm not... I love Silent Hill, the old, old PS1 games, but like, I'm not really here for this remaster. Uh, Metro Awakening VR coming this year. Legendary Tales VR coming February 8th. And now this was really perplexing. Capcom showed off a new look at Dragon's Dogma 2. Big game. People are hyped on it. Not my cup. Fine. It's coming March 22nd. Then they showed us a new look at Rise of the Ronin. Rise of the Ronin just made me miss Ghost of Tsushima, just like you. I am very excited for that game and movie. Um, Rise of the Ronin is not doing it for me either. But that game is also launching on March 22nd. So wait, in a state of play, you showed two games back to back that are conflicting, but you're trying to get sales for both. And you showed them back to back launching the same day. Like games are $70 now. That's $150 yeah. after tax that you're going to ask a consumer to pay. Yeah. And also time is money. If rise of the Ronin's 40 hours and dogma is a hundred, that's a lot of time. So you're really, only get one of them. really weird decision there to yeah. show two games back to back with the same release date. Um, it seems like a conflicting message. One's a third party. One's a first. I'm just like, what's the, what, what could, can you break that up a little bit? Like good, good, good pick. Good pick. Uh, yeah. Until Dawn is getting a PS5 and PC port coming 2024. A way, way, way too long unveiling of Death Stranding 2 on the beach, but no date or window. Kojima again working on a new action espionage game and another state of play announced for February 6th with a look at uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I don't know if Square Enix will show off anything else that day. Visions of Mana, a new project, who knows, but I know at least... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be there. So just that's all we need. A very, very, very perplexing state of play to see. So so far, Final Fantasy is probably going to be the only game I'm playing in 2024. Just it was ass. I just I don't know, man. Well, let's see. Did the Xbox Developer Direct do any better? Well, the thing about the Xbox Developer Direct was it was all shit that was previously announced. Like there were no new game announcements and they focused on, I think five or six, they focused on avowed. Uh, they focused on Sinua's saga, Hellblade two visions of mana, which is nice to see. They're at least partnering with uh, square Enix aura history untold. And then the big one, which we'll get to in a second. Avowed looks fine. Senua's saga is not for me. That's got a date though. March 21st uh, visions of mana. is fine. Not really doing much for me. Are a history untold. I'm not a civilization fan. I'm not a sim fan. So like not, that's, that's not my cup, but then the thing that has not made me put my Xbox in a bin, uh, and just like leave it on the shelf. Uh, Indiana Jones and the great circle looks fucking great. And yeah. I, it looks yeah. awesome. It just flat out does 
first person, third person, who gives a shit? Uh, I, I just, I'm psyched on this game. I really am. It, it, it looks great. <coughs> I, I won't be playing it, but I will say that was the coolest game they showed. I think that was the coolest out. game that either company showed. There's been no Nintendo Direct this year. We'll get one probably yeah. next week, I think, next Wednesday. If so, if it's good, look out for a bonus episode. But at least for me, who knows? But like, this is the one game that stood out to me. Uh, yeah. We've never seen it. Uh, they just unveiled everything. Wait, and guess what? Go ahead. It's Troy Baker again. Yeah, that's, really, that's really weird. Troy, Troy Baker does a good Harrison Ford. He does, but I just think you just need to take a step back for me. Let someone else voice something. Come on. <sighs> I can't. I can't play every game just hearing you. Like, like, Nolan you can't North. be in every game. Would have been fun to have Nolan North come back. Like, if you wanted to just go Nathan Drake and Indy, you might as well. That'd he might cool. as well be Lara Croft too. Um, but it from like the whip action, the, the puzzles yeah. look a little rudimentary, especially in first person. But like the whip action, the cutscenes look good. The villain looks really fun. The traversal looks really cool. They pull back whenever you're climbing something or sliding down something. They pull back and go to third person. Um, all the cutscenes, third person, so you see Harrison Ford. Very good Harrison Ford likeness. Uh, it it feels like it's a weird name, but it feels like another Indiana Jones movie, and that's what really drove me to start watching them. And now that I've seen at least the first two, it's like if this is what I can expect from a game, and I've already had four of those games in Uncharted and yeah. numerous other ones in Tomb Raider. Right up your alley. Sign me up, and to yeah. to change it to first person where it doesn't just feel like Xbox Uncharted, where it gives it that new perspective. Do I generally prefer third? Sure. But yeah. when Resident Evil went first person, it made it so good. When Bioshock's my favorite game of all time, guess what? First person. Resistance, first person. So I'll live with it in the right setting. This seems to be the right setting. Yeah. I cannot wait. Do I think it'll actually launch this year? No. But if it does, that is a contender for game of the year for me for wow. sure. I already And that's it, Xbox exclusive, right? Uh, so far, yes. Yeah. Um, and gay one, gay day one game pass. So like, pff, there you go. Greg, you'll find some find three months or game pass for a dollar deal. And I'll activate it under a brand new gamer tag. Cause I don't give a shit about friends lists anymore. Give yeah. me the deals, baby. And I'll just, okay. uh, Oh my God. By the way, my five-year-old so funny when she's playing Mario Kart, she'll drive up on the wall and she'll go, daddy first place, baby. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so great. funny, dude! But anyway, Indiana Jones, man, like skyrocketed to the top of my most anticipated games list. Like, we don't know what the Switch is coming. We don't have anything to look forward to for Sony. So, like, this is gonna be great. I'm really, yeah. I'm really hyped on it. And hate to end the the uh, gaming section off with a downer, but gaming layoffs have now hit Xbox hard yeah i was trying to get the good xbox news out of the way first xbox laid off 1900 employees from activision from blizzard from their internal studios to xbox gaming it's an eight percent reduction in in workforce i guess that's what happens when you spend 70 billion dollars on a company uh to acquire them but like I wish I could only say it was Xbox, but Eidos Montreal just got hit with layoffs. Sega got hit with layoffs. Today they announced it. 
<clears throat> so layoffs running rampant across the industry yet again. Not a good look. Uh, and I, I think I saw it was, uh, I think it was Alana Pierce, Santa Monica was hiring. They're looking for writers. Yeah. So I was just, she was like, <laughs> hey, if anyone's looking for a job, I know it sucks, but we're hiring. Yeah. As a, as somebody who, you know, was laid off not too long ago, I, I obviously fully Sucked. sympathize with what those folks are going through. Um, it is very difficult to give your heart and soul to an organization only to be told you don't fit. And so um, for no reason other than monetary and it's just rough. Yeah. And so I, uh, I, I feel really bad for 1900 people that now had their lives completely ripped out from underneath them. Think about it in the job market we have today in the competitive landscape where game development isn't exactly booming yeah. Uh, because everybody's laying people off. Think about how hard that is to get another job in the field. And so yeah. um, it's going to be a tough time for, for 1,900 people that now have to put the green. Not even people. That's down. families. Like, that's, you know what I mean? It's so wild. it's right. more than that. Yeah. yeah, you're talking 4,000 people probably close to when you factor in families. It's just yeah. like that is a wild number of people that now have a completely uncertain future in a time where shit is more expensive than ever. And it's like yeah. – I, I feel very bad for anybody who's been affected by that. So best of luck <clears throat> getting back on your feet, everybody. Uh, moving into the movie section of the podcast. Got a lot to talk about in movies tonight. Millie Alcock joins the DCU as Supergirl. If you're saying, who is Millie, Air Millie Alcock? Uh, you, if you watched House of the Dragon, she was young Rhaenyra. So uh, there's that. She is now Supergirl who I'm on record that I was not a fan of in House of the Dragon. It's she tough was for my me favorite to, part. It's tough for me to look at anyone else's Supergirl when Sydney Sweeney exists. Um, <laughs> but she's in Madame Web. Not to which, say she could Even though the movie's probably going to be dog shit, but I want to see it for her. But also, I also thought Melissa Benoist was a fantastic Supergirl in the yeah. live-action TV show. Yeah. And, and so I've heard Millie is last on that list for me. So for me to get hyped for that, I'm like, hmm. I am very James Gunn. I, I'm everything. I'm keeping low right now. I, Listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm not hype. I despise Sir Kristen Cole. He sucks. He's a horrible character. Can't <laughs> stand him. But uh, Princess Rhaenyra from House of the Dragon, my absolute favorite. And I'm talking about the young version. She plays the young one, not the old one. That is Emma, uh, Emma Darcy or Emma Darcy. Yeah. Um, but absolutely love Millie Alcock's. Uh, version of Princess Rhaenyra, and that's who uh, that's who your Supergirl is going to be. So, English accent. We'll see how she cleans that one up. Love to hear her American Supergirl. We'll see how that goes. Very whelmed. Very whelmed. Well, well, we'll see. Wait for it. Wait for it to materialize. Is that is Supergirl going to be in Legacy? I don't. Know. I think she, I I think she has like a tiny part. Yeah, I don't and, think she's going to be like a main character. But. So she'll get presumably get her own film at some point maybe yeah i don't know james gunn i think a year ago today he announced first announced like the chapters the gods and monsters monsters thing and i don't recall if supergirl had its had her own movie or not, so. it, it wasn't i he it wasn't but he did say that there's two things moving possibly moving forward so maybe supergirl's one of them who knows yeah well, she, he's got a big name so i'd imagine she's gonna have a big part moving forward so yeah. i think at the end of the day the Mandalorian and Grogu is the latest Star Wars film announced with Jon Favreau to direct, and it'll get a theatrical release. This is not a Disney Plus thing or a made-for-TV movie. We're getting a real film about the Mandalorian and Grogu. I mean, I'm here for this. I I, I love the Mandalorian. 
yeah, it, I don't. Maybe that they lost a little bit of the. Maybe they lost a little bit of the magic they had with season one of kind of everyone jumping on board. But I mean, I'm here for it because I can kind of see the Mandalorian and Grogu kind of at least for the TV show for the next season kind of maybe dip out, and then that's when kind of Bogatan and you know the the next you know group of of Mandalorians that are there kind of take over that show if they decide to move forward, and then the Mandalorian and Grogu kind of just go live action. I'm here for it. And John Favreau, we trust. Do we? I do. I mean, listen, I'm, one of the best movies I ever saw in my life, Chef. But do we? I was going to go Swingers, but okay. Swingers is great too. Chef, I watched, hey, I watched that. That should have been on my watch I've been up to. I rewatched it when I was. Great uh, movie. John Kazama. When I couldn't eat, I was watching a movie about food. Always a good decision. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've been out on the Mando for. A while I didn't yeah. even sniff season three. Oh no, I did. I watched the first two episodes, and I was so over you it. it. Yeah, I sniffed it. I sniffed it. I didn't smell it, but I sniffed it. Uh, a new Jurassic World movie is in development. As much as the second one and third one sucked, as much as the first one was actually just meh. If it's Jurassic, yeah. I'm in. I'm gonna yeah. give it a shot, man. I have to. I'll watch like you any Jurassic World movie. The newer yeah. one, the first one was. The okay. better one out of the three. The Agreed. second three were to me garbage. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah. Just bring new actors. I want everyone new. New. New, 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 new. Then no I'm no more Chrissy. No more Chris Pratt. I'm, I'm over it. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. They, 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 <clears throat> they ruined it. They ruined it. New characters, please. Also, don't go back to the well and just keep bringing back old characters. They did it and they ruined it, and the movie still sucked. Yeah, I agree push forward new cast reboot yeah. the franchise brand new story like let's rock i'm yeah. i'm completely in agreement there um this next thing i am shocked i don't think it came out by the time we recorded on the 21st last time but i'm surprised you haven't talked about even in your what you've been up to this month about rebel moon well i i actually kept it out because <clears throat> i figured i would just talk about it here okay i literally right. i literally crossed it out okay so you did watch rebel moon yeah okay and, so and- we can agree that that movie sucks I'm just jumping right in on it was definitely his lower tier movies. Yeah. And I, I'm tired of the whole cut thing. I'm tired of the whole wait for slow-mo. The, the no, no, no. That you know I'm not a slow-mo guy, but I mean like the, the director's cut, the Snyder cut oh, version. Yeah. The rated wait, R cut. Wait yeah. for that cut. And it's like but, but no. Because yeah. the fact is it's like DLC that's pre-planned when a game comes out. You're yeah. withholding it on purpose making us go through something inferior and then finishing the job. I do not support that. I thought that movie stunk and I'm not going to watch the other one when it hits. But the news here is that rebel moon part two, the scar giver premieres April 19th. So if you did miss the first one and you do want to wait for this rated R cut, I would probably watch the R cut and then go right into this scar giver thing. Yeah. But yeah, I was very unimpressed, man. Seven Samurai had never been more disrespected than this movie. I'm I'm definitely a, a, a glutton for punishment because I will watch the radar version, then I will watch this sequel. I will my most I would say the worst character of this whole movie was Ray Fisher. Oh God, he was the worst character. I mean, I liked him as cyborg. I ain't gonna yeah. lie, I did. Yeah, but as Darren Bloodaxe, I thought he was terrible. The overacting, I it. it <coughs> Have you done it anything since Cyborg? Yeah, he like he was in like a TV show. I think he did a movie. Um, yeah, he well he's filming the piano lesson now, some movie, and then he was in the Woman of Movement. That was a television movie or a TV show or something. 
and he was in season three of True Detective. Oh my God, he was. Yep. Oh so besides that, I, I don't know. Th- th- this Rebel Moon he, miss. It was it was just a miss. I I kind of felt bad. Felt bad. I mean, they made it. <laughs> so no, it just kind of like felt bad. Like you know, everyone like Zach, Zach. This movie, people are pushing. Like, what did they watch? I mean, like, there was a couple cool scenes. I said, but other than the this one is... cool act scene, and there wasn't much else. You know what it reminded me of was Halo. Um, Halo started off with that one fight scene in the beginning of season or yeah. episode one, and I was like, "Holy shit! If this is how Halo is going to be, I'm ready." Because Halo Two comes out in a week. Um, yeah, and well, I and I finished the first season. Yeah, I won't be watching it. But that fight scene was like great, and then the rest of the show yeah. fell off a cliff. And that was similar yeah. with Rebel Moon. I was like, okay, this has some legs. Oh no, it's the same thing seven yeah. times. Yeah. Oh my god, what are they a doing? A lot of slow mo, a lot of Zack Snyder. Uh-oh. Yeah, what this, are they yeah. doing? Yeah, he had his hand all over this. My my bigger point of contention is like. It's not even a point of contention. My biggest, I think, thing with this movie is like, where did it go? It barely made a ripple in pop culture in a time where not much else was out. The end of December, yeah. not much else was rocking, and people were ready for it. And then it just yeah. kind of went and, away. And the, the second worst character, Charlie Hunnam's character. I, I, they, I and that's a shame because I like Charlie. Terrible. Hunnam. Me too. I, I, I like, I, I like Ray Fisher in Cyborg, but these two, horrible. These both sucked. Yeah. <clears throat> Steven Yuen and Steven Yuen. Whatever. Yuen and Io Atabiri. Uh she is Sydney, I think. Yep. In the Bear. Uh they both have left the Thunderbolts film for scheduling conflicts. Um, I'll just say this, and I I wanted to tweet it, but I'm trying not to be such an asshole on Twitter. Like, why be cynical? I'm trying. I'm trying. So I thought, you know what? I'll be a cynical here. I think I'm the only person on planet earth who just doesn't think she's a good actress. And I think I'm also the only person on planet earth who thinks she's the worst part about the bear. And I'm on record of saying that um, when we did our bear talk here, but like, I just don't think she does. Maybe it's not good. Of course she's good, but I am not compelled by her as an actress. And and Greg, that's just your opinion. There's some people that you just don't jive with and she ain't jiving with you. I'm just, I just can't get by the overacting, especially in season one of the bear. It's just, it was really obvious. And I just don't think she deserves again. That's probably the wrong word. I don't, I cannot understand all the praise and all the credit and all of this and all of that. Um, it just it, it doesn't jive with me. So from like a I'll miss them perspective, yeah, Steven Yoon, he's fine, but I, I, I don't care. I mean, I won't, you know, I'll leave you with, with Io. I'll just touch with Steven Yoon. I just don't think he was right for Century. I just think that's just a, a horrible miscasting. So I think this is the best thing moving forward. Yeah, sometimes scheduling conflicts are a good thing. Sometimes yeah. the best trade you can make is a trade you don't. There it is. There it is. Uh El Muerto maybe back in development. This since we had left the last forty days, <clears throat> apparently El Muerto has been pulled from development, and we were going to report on that. And then now, all of a sudden, El Muerto, which is a, by the way a Spider-Man spinoff movie about like a luchador, um, is back in development. It was going to star Bad Bunny. Now it might not. At this point, who knows? I kind of think Madame Webb's like. Holds the key to, to this movie's future. We'll see. I was literally about to say they'll wait until Men at Wem probably bombs and then slowly cancel this movie out. 
I man, it's it's such a shame that you can make such a good thing with Spider-Man and then you try so hard to spin him off into a million different directions and every spin-off sucks. Yep, you you want to kill Spider-Man and kill superhero movies? Keep doing these stupid ass spin-offs. It's like the spin-off was what Disney Plus should have been invented for. Like the spin-off is where you put Hawkeye. Get the, get the main characters down. Get the villains down first before you want to go get a, a, a Mexican fighter, kind of that no one really knows about. Come on. You want to you do Blue so many Beetle? Characters. You want to do Blue Beetle? I know it's DC, but that's Disney Plus. You want to do this Agatha show? That's a Disney Plus thing. You want to oh. go, you oh. know, Spidey? That's a theatrical. Like, that's where these spinoffs should live is, is on a yeah. streaming service, yeah. not theatrical because you're setting yourself up to bomb if sydney sweeney was not in madame web and it's still probably gonna bomb by the way but if she was not it would bomb even worse just go watch sydney sweeney on hot ones it was fantastic she by the way john oliver tomorrow psyched on that one oh nice she is a draw remember you remember this show back in 2016 or 17 when we first started this podcast it was like episode 10 i think i talked for like an hour about a show i love called everything sucks yeah i remember the show she was in that Oh, wow. That was her, we'll call it a launch pad, even though it was canceled after one season on Netflix. I had seen her and I was like, who is this person? And then all of a sudden she popped up again in like Euphoria and things like that. And I'm like, okay, Euphoria is really what kind of like. Oh, yeah, I I saw some scenes. But like she was in Everything Sucks. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. This was like Sydney Sweeney back before she was Sydney Sweeney, you know? And I just think that that she'll get. She'll draw that film more than it deserves, probably, but it's still gonna bomb even with her in it. I just yeah. these these spinoffs just don't have a house in theaters. They just won't. We're setting ourselves yeah. up, and then when they fail, the next one gets a lesser budget, and with lesser budget gets lesser production value, making the movie worse. And now we're in this horrible citric like this cynical cycle of just dog shit after dog shit getting pumped out. Then we try to get saved by the big one. And that sucks too because we've already done so much damage to the property. It's like this is how superhero burnout became a real thing. And as much as I don't like Star Wars, I have to give them credit. They are churning and burning on the TV side, but yeah. I applaud them for not going back to the theater. I really do. You're on mute, my friend. Third time. Third time. Just, again, I'm looking at nothing. It did it automatically. But what I was going to say was um, Deadpool 3 will – Deadpool 3 will what? Save the MCU. Dude, it just mutes itself. It mutes yeah. itself. I'm not touching anything. It muted itself. But Deadpool 3, Hugh Jackman, and Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, going to think of his name. Thank you now. They're going to save the MCU. Just watch. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said that recently, too. Like, I think it was like the guy from Days of Future Past or something. Matthew Vaughn, maybe. He said the that. Director. Yeah. Is that what it was? I don't know. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get it. That'll be a movie I could see in theaters for sure. Like that'll bring well, back. He's finally, he's finally had his suit. That's all I wanted to see for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the blue and yellow. Um, but yeah, anyways. <clears throat> yeah, I think, again, I applaud Star Wars for as much as they're turning out TV show after TV show. They've stayed out of theater since part nine. And it's like, good, good. Go back when you're ready, when you have a product. And not just go and destroying yourself. Uh, <laughs> Jack Black... I don't even know why I kept this as a story. I don't care. I don't even know. Like, is he just the main guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. Jack Black has been cast as Steve in the live action Minecraft movie. This is, I guess, for the people that like Minecraft that listen to us and who like Jack Black. 
Um, I like Jack Black, but I, I don't know Minecraft like that. So yeah, Steve's the main character. I say that in quotes. He's the he is the character that was put into Smash, um, or at least one of them. Yeah, there was like four, I think, but he was Steve was the the main from Smash. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I did that. And then randomly, I go back to Marvel here. What am I doing? The Marvels is going to hit Disney Plus on February seventh, so in about a week. It was better than the first one. That's all I'll say. Even though it bombed, the first one made over a billion. This one didn't even make its budget. Didn't you? Did you have this on your worst list? I don't know. I don't think it did make my worst. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, and then our final story for the night, and we are well under time, which of course we are. Um, Super Nintendo World has been announced for Orlando, Florida. Uh, in 2025 as a part of a big giant five-part expansion how to train your dragon harry potter that's gonna be awesome it's it's fantastic beasts but they're naming it harry potter and the ministry the magic ministry or ministry of magic or whatever defense ministry magic yeah and they're just it's a fantastic beast thing i think it's the paris one so there you have a harry potter world but anyway a couple surprises are going to come along with this in Japan and in California, they really only have Toadstool Cafe and the Mario Kart ride and the cool little like setting where you see the Goombas and the, the Thwomps and everything. Here, they have land that is like three or four times the size of those other plots. So they have a lot of room to play with. So not only do they have the Mario Kart ride coming and the Toad Cafe and all of that, they're going to have another ride I can't think of right now. Um, and they're also going to unveil the Donkey Kong Country expansion park that nice. will come day one with this, which we're getting a minecart roller coaster, just like the cool levels in Donkey Kong. Uh, and and Al Numa, who created Legend of Zelda, was just there. Um, and the word is that they are saving two plots, uh, one for a Legend of Zelda expansion and one for a Pokemon expansion damn so florida genius genius by 2030 universal studios florida might just be the number one destination for people like me on the planet just start Um, start an envelope just start throwing money in it and forgetting (coughs) well no sam that's why they invented plastic uh there you go daddy will just open up a zero percent interest card (laughs) oh god (laughs) take the family on vacation uh, I just found out I'm going back to Seattle and then New York and then back to Seattle. So, uh, oh, congratulations! Yeah, I love it out there. I can't wait to go back. Um, holy shit, though. Yeah, it, dude, if to go out there when that's all finished, to go out there, Nintendo World, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, and Pokemon, with at that point the Legend of Zelda movie probably at least close to being out if not out by then a mario movie sequel just like, pokemon alone just plan it 2030 trip greg you have you have six years what's that what's this 2025 my daughter will be 11 and 9 that's a great disney age yeah, it really is what are they great... well and their oldest will remember the youngest probably nine years old shit dude you'll remember that especially because they're both kind of hooked on nintendo now imagine fast nine forward. you don't think nine you're you're close yeah well eight Nah, eight, eight, eight or nine, but yeah, it'll she'll she'll be fine. I think. I I think at least she'll know what pictures are at that point. Hopefully, yeah. so she'll know. Like, <laughs> I'll have memories made via a camera. But yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be psyched. I'm I'm incredibly excited for that. Um, yeah, very few things will get me on a plane. One of them is work, and the other one work. is Nintendo. 
That's it. So, there you go. And and my wife's request, even though I've I've done a really good job of saying no for the last seven years <laughs> to that. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it was an absolute pleasure. If we do get a Nintendo Direct next week, and it is worth talking about, we remember we didn't even cover the last one. We didn't talk about it. Um, so if we do get one, it'll probably be the last one before they unveil the Switch 2. If it's really worthy, I'll pop on and I'll do a short 20, 30 minute little bonus thing. I'll throw that out there for y'all. Um, but expect us back in a couple weeks here in late February. It is a leap year. We do have 29 days if we really want to fuck around and find out. Uh, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for hanging out with us, Sam. Any final thoughts before we get going? I don't give a baker's fuck about that stranding. <laughs> yeah, for real. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next month for our February 2000. Oh, you know what? No, I'm stopping. I meant to say this up front. I'm saying it now. Sam, congratulations and happy ninth calendar year recording an episode. Holy, we're. The podcast is nine years old. It's it's our it's eight years old, but about we about to be nine. But it, we no, it's good. It's about to be eight, but it, we've done it over nine calendar years: sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Okay, 21, okay, gotcha, 20, gotcha. Four. <clears throat> so we'll be eight years old this July, but this is the ninth calendar year you and I have recorded an episode in. I wouldn't like, want to be doing it with anyone else, brother. How crazy is that shit? So nine years, you guys have been listening to us. Really God bless you. It. Uh, we'll see you next month for February 2024. We love you.